Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Before we begin, I have an exciting announcement to make. We the Students podcast is officially available on the iTunes podcast app for iPhones. To access this podcast on Apple Podcasts, just simply open up the app, search up We the Students podcast, then select the icon with a bear and the word Merced on it, subscribe to the podcast, and enjoy access to past and present episodes of the show. If you are a past listener, we would greatly appreciate if you would rate us and leave a comment about your experience so far listening. With that being said, thank you for joining us in this new episode of We the Students. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to Merced High School's We the Students podcast, where we delve into questions and issues high schoolers want answers to. I'm your host, David Chen. Today, I'm really excited to unveil a new series in this podcast called AP Spotlight, where we dedicate an entire podcast to highlight a particular AP class. In AP Spotlight, we will talk about past, well, sorry, my bad, we will talk to past students who took an AP class and explore all the questions that come with the class, including what to do to prepare for it, how to survive it, how to handle the workload, why you should take this class, how to prepare for the AP exam, and more. For our maiden episode in this new series, we will be looking at one of the most challenging AP classes out there. While statistically it has a a national passing rate of just over 55% on the AP exam, this class doesn't fail to give even the most diligent of students a hard time on its material. I am talking about AP Calculus. Today, we have a guest student who took this class at Merced High School last year. She received a 5 on the AP exam and passed the class with outstanding marks. Please welcome Quinn Hangerman. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, and as you know, this is our maiden episode of We The Students Podcast AP Spotlight Series. So thank you for being part of this. So, Quinn, um, you know, I took this class with you last year, mm-hmm. uh, 2017, 18. 17, 18, yeah. Yeah, scholastic year. And honestly, it was a fantastic class. Uh, Mr. Hagerman was a great teacher <laughs> um, <laughs> in regards to calculus in general. And, and he is well known for it, right? Um, but yeah, let's just start off with kind of introducing your career in high school in terms of math. What classes have you taken? Uh, which teachers? So on. Freshman year, I had Mr. Abuela uh-huh. for integrated math three. I just jumped right into it. Yeah. And then sophomore year, I had my dad zero period. Oh, not gonna miss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For pre-calculus, and then last year, well, okay, no, sophomore year, I also took stats at the college at the same okay. time. Cool. And then junior year, last year I had AP Calculus. Wow, okay. So by junior year, you already have you, you already had your four years of math units out of the way. Yes. Oh, wow, cool. Um, so in terms of Math 3, how did you get to Math 3 right in freshman year? Because um, I know there's Integrated Math 1 and mm-hmm. Math 2. So I know there are ways to test into it. Like, did you test into it? Or did you just... I, I just it? requested it. Yeah. Oh, you requested it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there's a way to test into it. But I had math to my eighth grade year. I actually came here and had Mr. Churf for zero period before I drove out to my middle school, which was Nick Swain. Oh, okay, cool. So during eighth grade year, you actually had a high school class. Yeah, technically. That wow. was a little weird. Yeah, that, that must have been, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, in parallel, I had the same thing with eighth, um, eighth grade, also with, also with Mr. Churf, actually. Oh, you and Mr. Churf? Yeah, integrated math, too. And then, so I guess I didn't really request it. I just was placed sequentially into mm-hmm. math three from math okay. two. So yeah, um, in terms of that plan, that's probably the best way to get to AP Calc 
by junior year, right? Mm-hmm. Which is completely unnecessary because if you go straight into math three, you're sophomore year. Like, you could take math two, math three, and then pre-cal and calc your senior year. Like yeah, most, yeah. Most people are taking calc their senior year. Yeah, because calculus is yeah. generally seen as a senior mm-hmm. year class. Absolutely. Like Gov, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, so obviously you had a, you know, very prolific career in math in high school. What do you plan on using uh, your experience in math in terms of your college major and possibly even your career? Okay. Well, I'm going to Southern Utah University uh-huh. where I'm going to major in hospitality and marketing. Uh-huh. So I think probably not like the high level math, but definitely some business economics kind of thing. And I think a good history of math will help me be successful with that in mind. Cool, cool. And since you mentioned you took statistics your sophomore sophomore year yes. in college, um, what drove you to that decision? Um, because I know, well, statistics is offered here in this high school, mm-hmm. and not many people choose to double up on math for one of the years. So what was kind of the background for your decision there? Um, my brother at the time, the stats teacher was kind of, they're in the transition period between, I guess, getting really old and replacing her with Miss Shelburne. Yeah. And... I didn't really have much knowledge of what was happening with that. It was kind of a big deal. Transition, yeah. yeah transition period was kind of a, uh, sorry. Uh-huh. And then John was taking, my brother John uh-huh. was taking stats at the college at the time uh-huh. because he was trying to get extra credits for something I don't even know what. So then I just took it with him. It was kind of like a last minute decision. It was never like, hey, I'm going to take stats to college. It uh-huh. just kind of got thrown into there. Okay, cool. Yeah. And without going off too much on a tangent, how do you think stats kind of went in parallel with your normal math courses? Because I know stats is kind of like a different category <laughs> of math, right? But like in terms of it preceding your AP calculus experience, did it really affect it too much? I don't think the. I mean, I think they're completely different. Uh-huh. Very, very different. Very different, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, I mean, when you get to calculus, I find calculus to be much more challenging than uh-huh. statistics. So I would always joke around with some of my good friends in Calc, and we would always bash the people in statistics and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, it really is not a bad class. <laughs> I enjoyed that class. I just liked Calc better. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, so, so to the listeners, you would say it's not necessarily – Necessary to take statistics like you did before AP Calc? That was just something that yeah, you wanted to get Yeah, absolutely. It out of. It's not necessary. I mean, it's not going to, I think, benefit you in any sort of way. The criteria is just completely different. Okay. And this is statistics benefiting AP Calculus specifically because yes. it could be benefiting in general, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just go. Yeah, we can clear that up. All right, cool. So now moving on to um, the classes specifically integrated math two with Mr. Churf. Integrated three with Mr. A mm-hmm. and pre-cal with Mr. Hagerman. How do you think those classes set you up to take AP Calculus itself? Math three, I don't remember much of math two, but math three <laughs> was terrible. Oh, okay. I hated that class. <laughs> I was a freshman with Marylise, and she was with me in turfs too, so I had her in all four of my math classes. Oh, wow. Yeah, she became my math buddy. Uh-huh. And we did not like that class because... I don't want to bat on Mr. A. He's a great teacher. Uh-huh. But at the time, he was trying out this whole learn how to learn thing uh-huh. where he gave us a quiz before teaching us the lesson. Oh. And he got rid of it, like, I think the following year. I think the following year. I mean, I you had him the next year. Yeah, that was my year. Did, did you have that? 
I don't I don't really remember. I just remember I just remember the topics about that class, which was tr- trigonometry. Yeah, like and we, then you had like logs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, some algebra two mm-hmm. and kind of delving into probability. And then like, you learn the unit circle. And, and of course, yeah, so trigonometry yeah, and all that. Like that. Geometry as well, I believe. Yeah, we, little, we, little bit. Yeah, it's just a touch of a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, because back then the classes were like, you're taking trigonometry and you're mm-hmm. taking geometry, then algebra two, stuff like that. Yeah. But now they kind of like meshed it all together. So, but in terms of like the topics themselves covered in math three, do you think that was a good prerequisite for AP calculus? Like the stuff that you learned in math three, did it resurface in AP calc? Yes, yes, definitely on regards to the unit circle, trig, and yes, unit circle, yeah. logs. Logs were in calculus logs too. too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, I don't think we, we need to be told twice about the importance of the unit circle. Oh my gosh. Very, yeah. very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. And of course, pre-calculus as well. You see all the pre-cal students yes. stressing over the unit circle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a very big topic. In Once you're introduced to it, you never want to forget it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of tricks out there um, for memorizing the unit circle, I'm yes. sure. So, yeah, Mr. A was very good about that. He was very yeah, good about showing yeah, us remember. tricks. I just didn't care for his class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about pre-calculus itself? Because now, um, obviously, Mr. Hagerman is teaching pre-cal and AP mm-hmm. calculus. So obviously, there's a lot of parallels with his teaching methods and mm-hmm. obviously some of his curriculum overlaps. Yeah. But yeah, what about, what about those topics in pre-cal? Did it help AP calc? From my personal experience... I remember being in calculus and questioning on a day-to-day basis why pre-calculus was called pre-calculus uh-huh. because I didn't never really saw a lot of correlation between the two. Huh. I mean, trig definitely. That's one of the major things that crosses over. I mean, not like the identities kind of trig, yeah. but other kinds of just sine, cosine. That all crosses over. But in regards to like coterminal angles and oh yeah some of the other stuff it just really did not i think not prepare you i mean it was good to have background information but i think the most beneficial thing about taking pre-calculus was having uh mr hagerman my dad as a teacher one year before for taking because then yeah. you just know his style yeah and then it helps you adjust and i think that was the major benefit from taking that class okay interesting and you bring up a good point because at least from what, what i've heard and this is kind of the reason why it influenced my decision to skip pre-calculus into ap calc um it was because like you said there's not really that much overlap or precedent mm-hmm. in terms of pre-cal into ap calculus Obviously, trigonometry is, is, is important, but like the geometry stuff, like coterminal angles and all the weird geometry identities, obviously geometry isn't as touched up upon in AP calculus. If ever. I mean, if ever. I yeah. mean, the only thing I can see is the, uh, you know, the integrals of, of you know, 3D shapes. Oh, whatever, yeah. That kind of stuff. But yeah, let's not delve too much into AP calculus <laughs> terminology <laughs> here. But uh, um, but yeah, that's that's not much overlap. Obviously, algebraic manipulations and all that. So yeah, I think topics. that's probably one of the best things about pre-calculus where you just you learn how to manipulate stuff and uh-huh. that gets you thinking more exactly. like exactly. an AP Calc student uh-huh. needs to do. So I think that helps the transition. It's not the material itself that carries over. It's exactly. the skills that you use that carry yeah, over. Yeah, and I think that's where, that's where the true benefit of pre-cal lies. Mm-hmm. Not exactly in, oh, I get to learn this that will come up in AP Calculus, but rather... Oh, 
my mindset that I'm developing yes, helps me absolutely. into AP Calculus. I definitely agree with that. So yeah, I think that's if someone were to consider skipping pre-cal, they have to make sure that that mindset there mm-hmm. is, is present before they consider it. Because people say, oh, I learned the material. Sure, I got the unit circle down completely 100%. That doesn't necessarily you know, translate to mastering pre-cal in, in terms of being needed for AP calculus. Yeah, there's. I think there's a very big difference between memorizing just material-based uh-huh. things and actually getting your mind to think and analyze and delve into ways to see through the problem, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I and think those yeah. are the skills that you learn in pre-cal that carry over to calculus. Uh-huh. Yeah, and especially for students who not necessarily have the math mastery, mm-hmm. you know, the mastery, um, um, being able to know be really fluent in math i guess they, they need that extra year of training mm-hmm. in terms of mindset in order to jump into calc cool all right so uh, obviously ap calculus itself let's talk about that workload I'm, I'm sure this is probably the most curious topic for many students who are interested in taking this class what was the workload of ap calculus like a lot less than a push <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah definitely well and, i think the work in calculus was meaningful you don't uh, get 20 problems that are all on the same exact thing. Yeah. You get four or five that touch the same thing, and then four or five that touch a different... Uh, this mosaic. Yeah, thing uh-huh. taught that day. So I think that was nice. And then you don't have homework for all of March because you're taking a quiz every, <laughs> every single, single day. day. Yeah, March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> so the workload itself was not something to overburden you, especially... If you're taking Mr. Hagerman, he does his dice roll, uh-huh. where there's nine or ten assignments total throughout the entire unit, and then the day of the dice roll comes up and he rolls the dice and only collects one. So, if you're into gambling, <laughs> join AP Calculus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to clarify, the because a lot of what you say about workloads so far, that has to do with... Mr. Hagman's teaching methods, yes, which we can both agree are, are you know are, are fantastic for AP calculus, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so obviously homework wise, how he structures it, it's much easier to handle, yeah. right? And at the same time, do you feel like you're getting the enough amount of work itself to practice proficiency in AP calculus? I think so. I think it's just enough to not overwhelm you with like, oh my gosh, I have two uh, hours of calculus homework tonight. Uh-huh. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, like I'm gonna go work on calculus for a little while and it's not something i mean obviously some assignments take longer than others but it's not enough to make you stress over it it's enough to make you touch bases on what you were taught that day so then you can reflect upon it before progressing into the next thing exactly and that's kind of what homework should be about right yes (laughs) so every class should have right so um again that's great part of mr hagerman's um to structure his homework like that so just to give some numbers to the listeners here, how many minutes or hours do you spend on AP Calculus homework last year on average per day? I don't really remember. <laughs> I mean, probably like 45 minutes. 45 minutes? I mean, that's a, that seems like a lot, but I would be slow. <laughs> I wasn't very fast. Uh-huh. But, so that's at the so, more max, more extreme yeah. level of... I mean, it's not something where you can just... You get your homework, and like a lot of other classes, you go to the internet and look uh, up, just, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you shouldn't do that anyway. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. We're not suggesting that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Yeah. But it's it's enough to make you appreciate 
the material without having to be overburdened, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, and f- for me, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I almost looked forward to AP Calc homework. Really? Well, this might be because of the... Don't know if I can relate. <laughs> uh, this might be because of the innate nature of how some, some AP Calc chapters worked, because some of the AP Calc chapter homework problems were actually really interesting. I like, would agree with that. Yeah, yes. like some of the problems were like, well, obviously they took you, they they took time to like solve and mm-hmm. figure out, but a lot of it, like just math in general, for calculus at least, it worked out beautifully. Like it almost is like a beautiful it's thing. An art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. So, I guess for those who are interested in calculus, you could possibly look forward to actually doing the homework. Like I I I would go home and like see my calculus textbooks. Like okay, time for that. <laughs> let's go. So. Obviously, that kind of paints me as like this weird nerd, but honestly, I'm not one to normally enjoy doing homework, except when it came to. I agree stuff. with that to so, an yeah. extent. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's that's definitely an interesting aspect of AP Calc. Um, now, moving on. So I don't want to delve too much into the topics itself of AP Calculus because obviously those Good, who are listening. I don't remember them. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. But you know, me too. Uh, but in terms of the topics holistically in general. Would you say that it was a difficult thing to grasp overall? Some topics were much easier than others. They came much more naturally to others. I mean, when you're... But then also there's the transition. I mean, when you're... Like, I don't want to get too much into the terminology, but uh-huh. when you're working for two and a half weeks on power rule, which is uh-huh. derivatives, and yeah. then all of a sudden you learn integration, and you have to uh-huh. do everything backwards, uh-huh. yeah. it just kind of messes with your mind for a little bit. Uh-huh. But I would definitely say that some topics were much easier to cover than others. Uh-huh. And then with some, you could see connections to things that you previously learned, and it yeah, all yeah, becomes exactly. intertwined. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> and obviously, Mr. Higgerman's teaching also helped a lot with understanding, right? Would you say that? I would say so. Yeah. Would you say that your grasp of it was really benefited by his yeah, lectures? Yeah, I would that? say so. With the way the year as a whole is structured, you learn every, all of the basics, and then as you progress, some of the basics start to be thrown in more complex scenarios uh-huh. to where you have to go back and rely on that good foundation to help carry you through the problem. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I say to current AP Calc students how the first semester really builds off mm-hmm. to the second semester. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, obviously for those listeners who have yet to take AP Calculus and have yet to know whether or not they'd be proficient in this, in, in the topics of AP Calc, do you think for someone in general, do you think they could have, they could handle this topic well given Mr. Higgins' teaching? I mean, what would you say? You went... AP Calculus was your first class with my dad, so... Oh, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I, and I guess I am kind of a, a representation of uh, how well the class could turn you into, mm-hmm. because obviously I didn't have any pre-cal experience. Yeah, you just jumped right in yeah, there. Yeah, I just jumped right in with Mr. Higgins, and I found that his teaching was, you know, one, really intuitive, and um, it was really helpful in general. So, so yeah, for me, it it um, it benefited very well, and I learned everything I needed to do to do well in that class. So, so yeah, in terms of the difficulty, I understand because obviously there were some students in that class that took it more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. Some people would just click better than others. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, we can both agree that the, that the uh, structure of Mr. Higman's class plus his lectures 
plus the way he structures his homework makes it so that anyone could potentially take in the concepts, right? Yeah, I would agree with that because, I mean, you weren't the only one. There were, uh-huh. I think, four or five people who skipped I mean, Long and Nick Long. and Well, I mean, they took Andreas. pre-cal at the college. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I think so. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really know what the college pre-cal is like. I just oh. know that it's very easy in terms oh. of the homework. Yeah, well. Yeah, so so they, didn't get really, they didn't really get a taste of the Hagerman process. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, cool. Um, what about personal ways of dealing with AP Calculus? And, you know, your your personal manifesto of maneuvering that class. Well, for the subjects or topics, I guess, that I didn't understand that I needed more help with, I would just do more of the homework problems. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, if you're only assigned, you know, five or six, but there's 20 in the book, I would to all 20 (laughs) until I really got a good grasp of what I was doing. Uh A lot of times, especially with the harder topics, I would, I mean, okay, I don't want to use examples again, but Uh like related rates, Uh, I would, (laughs) like I would know how to do it, but I wouldn't really be able to tell you what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. So when given a problem, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what you do. And I would go through the steps to get the answer, but I wouldn't really know the knowledge of what I was doing behind it. Uh And then that came later. The more I got used to doing the problem and doing it correctly, the more I started to understand why I had to take the steps I had to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you bring up another good point because obviously you're a very diligent and hardworking student. You know, and I was showing eight, eight push as well. You had one of the probably the better notes, and you also did the notes the first as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, when you were confused about a topic, you went and did the problems or did mm-hmm. additional work than that. So I think that highlights an important aspect of this, of this class is that don't expect to get a five and get an A in the class by doing the bare minimum. Right? Yeah. Don't just finish the homework haphazardly or anything like that. And just expect that just if you follow the process, it will work out. Because mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true for everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, I took three full-blown four-hour AP tests before taking the real one. Oh, wow. Because, well, okay, with the March Madness thing, you take a quiz every single day for the month of March. For, uh-huh, which was very helpful in yeah, preparation. And that, that was really, really good studying for the AP test. And I, a cumulative score, I got a four. And obviously, I wanted uh-huh. to get a five because all my <laughs> siblings had gotten a five. Yeah, yeah. So then I took our final, which I think also really helped the class as a whole. Yeah. Having an AP like Practice, mock, mock test, test yeah. as your final. I mean, you just you're under the time pressure. You're under grade pressure. <laughs> yeah, grade pressure. <laughs> there you go. So it really gets you in the environment, and I think that was really beneficial to everyone in the class and then I got a four on that too so then I took two more uh-huh. of those full-blown tests in order to get my five on the real thing so I mean you need to dedicate your time to the class it's not going to come naturally some things will come naturally and then for those that don't you need to just work on your weak spots know where you're weak and don't think you can avoid it because yeah, it's going to come up somewhere, yeah. you know? It's going to come up somewhere. So just try to learn it the best you can. Cool. 
So this will be kind of an, this is a kind of an interesting question. Let's try to build the ideal AP Calculus student here. For those who maybe are in pre-cal right now, or in okay. an old class, or in a you know, earlier <laughs> math class. So let's let's think about the good qualities and bad qualities of an AP Calc student. So off the top of my head, obviously the first one is, you know, t- uh, not necessarily time management, but you have to do your work. Right, do the minimum at least. Yes, a student must be able to do the minimum amount of work. So I, I guess w- it's kind of like a do's yeah. and don'ts. Kind I of would thing. not suggest procrastinating because obviously, obviously with like the dice roll, it's something that can kind of lead you yeah. into procrastinating because they're like, oh, that's not due tomorrow. It's not due until the day of the roll. Oh, it's not due until the day of the roll. Uh-huh. But then if you do that and you go back and try to do those assignments that you learned maybe like a week ago you may have already kind of lost touch with what you learned that day. So it's not enough homework to where you should have to procrastinate it. I mean, obviously, like, if you're really, really involved in, like, extracurricular activities and other things, I understand if you need to put it off for, like, one night. But if it's not something like that, you should just try to sit down, get your calculus homework done, so then you can just reinforce what you learned each day and then that'll help prepare you more so than putting it off so yeah so diligent that's an important characteristic um for me one thing that is is tough as well is that some people take the lectures for granted right they just kind of like oh i don't need to listen to mr hageman right now during class i'll just go home and do the homework but in reality i feel like in terms of percentages overall the class i say confidently that mr hageman's lectures 50% 50% of understanding. Mm-hmm. Then I say homework, 30%, and then 20% itself is your extra little bit. Yeah. So I would say a B student. That's probably good. Yeah, you can probably get a B in that Very class yeah. just with lectures and homework. But if you want to cross mm-hmm. that barrier into an A, you need to put it in that extra little work. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah. Cool. I think the way certain topics are just explained is really eye-opening, and it's something that you need to focus on and just give your attention you know, if that's 47 minutes of class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, now, moving on to a more general aspect of this class, and obviously this is in retro- retrospect of you taking the class already. Now that you're looking at, you know, your whole career over the math uh, over math in high school, what do you think the importance of AP Calculus stood for you so far in your life? Or in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I think, on a whole, I just... I learned, I mean, that class was the first class that really, really challenged me. Uh I've taken that in Jesus. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, on all of my previous classes, I've been able to go to school, listen to the teacher, take notes, do my homework, get an A. Yeah. And it's usually been that way, like, pretty good, pretty solid. And then calculus... It was just that extra bit of difficulty where I really had... I mean, you have to study. You can't just think, you know, you show up every day and you're just going to get a good grade. Like, you need to take the time to sit down before a test and you need to go through your material, go through your notes, think back to the lecture. I mean, and doing that kind of thing, I think, helped me stay on my toes. Yeah. Helped me stay organized helped me not procrastinate (laughs) and it just helped me like take on 
challenges and try not to stress about them too much while I'm juggling everything else junior yeah. year. Because junior year, I had total, I had four AP classes and one honors class. Wow. So, I mean, that's quite a load. Yeah. So, I think taking it all at once, though, kind of, like, expanded my ability to take on a bunch of obstacles at the same time and handle them all with good poise. Uh-huh. So, you would say this, is, this class honestly benefit you in a lifestyle kind of matter as well? Yes. Okay, I cool. would agree with that. Cool. All right. And what about this class in terms of benefits for um, your career choice? Because I know that's kind of like the way that high schoolers, mm-hmm. high schools want to advertise AP classes, right? And call, how College Board advertises it. Like, oh, you take this class and now you get a chance at looking at what kind of career you want. Mm-hmm. So did it really affect your career choices? Um, yes, in a way to where this class in particular, calculus, if you pass, there are some colleges where you won't have to take any math in college. Like oh, my wow. sister, she's going into veterinary science. She's going into vet school next year at Washington State. Uh-huh. And she got a five, and she took no math class in college. Huh. So it's something where if you pass the test, you'll get credits towards college classes for most colleges i know not all colleges yet, but the great yeah. majority of yeah, colleges yeah majority give you college credit and then if it's obviously if you want to be like an engineer or an architect then the higher level math class is going to help set you up for uh-huh. that career my career in particular it math calculus based math is not With emphasis yeah it's not going to be emphasized as much as something like economics or anything to do with marketing but I think having the background just will help you be more prepared for anything, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like a finish all or accomplish all sort of class? Yeah. I, I think it helps you in a lot of different scenarios. Cool. So, yeah. That's honestly my same, my same take on it because, uh, obviously, I don't even know what major I want to be in. But I feel like AP Calc just seems like a really... General it's a good, good class, class to have under your belt, you know. Like, yeah. hey, like I took this class, I passed the test, and where I go from here, I can use it, uh-huh. and it'll benefit me. Or, I it already benefited me, and I don't need to take this, this, or this in college. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just a good one to take. And uh-huh. yeah. And speaking of the test, um, just really quickly because I know this is not really an emphasis for students just entering this class, but the AP exam, obviously, you felt prepared going into it right just from this class yes absolutely i think um my dad doesn't want people i mean he never forces anyone to take the test but he feels as if if you've come into his class there should be no reason that you shouldn't take the test he wants to prepare everyone to the best of his ability to feel confident about taking this test yeah 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 and it's another interesting statistic about his class that he mentioned every student who got an A in his class, passed the test, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of speaks and very well. And almost every single student who got a B, I mean, I think one almost, of... Yeah. yeah. I think one of the scenarios where a student got a B was she missed a multiple choice question on the Scantron. Uh, oh, and, and then, all of her And all of them were, like, offset or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he has 495 kids who have passed yeah, that's, the AP exam. That's very good. If you pass, you can go on his wall of fame. Exactly. So. That's that's some good clout right there. So <laughs> Some motivation. Exactly, exactly. And, and you'll see both of our names on there, right? So Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. Let's finish off with some final advice for incoming or aspiring 
calculus students? Um, just anything off the top of your head. Um, other than what we've already said about the ideal calculus student, like don't uh-huh. procrastinate, do the work. Yeah. I mean, don't get frustrated. I oh, okay, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good I point. was really bad at that. I mean, I had like a lot of pressure from my siblings and other family things. I mean, my, my dad's a teacher, <laughs> so yeah. I felt a lot of I guess external pressure from people. And I think it's really important to where you're not going to get everything on the first go around uh-huh. ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're gonna forget things. You're gonna you know, forget the chain. You're going to forget to add plus C. You're going <laughs> to yeah. do stupid things. You're going to make stupid errors. Yeah. And then when you see those errors, you're going to be like, wow, that was stupid. But then you're never going to make that error again. Yep. You know? So I think don't be, don't let it frustrate you to the point where you go in with a closed mind. Try to be optimistic and try to know that everything that you're doing is going to prepare you for that test in May. Exactly. So you can go in saying, hey, I, I think I can pass this test. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this this class is probably one of the most preparable. I don't, I don't really know how to say it. Like, Terrible. Like, <laughs> in another way, this class is probably the most direct class in that it, it paints you a straight pathway from beginning to the end of the year that will get you a good score on yeah. the AP exam. The whole class is centered around the AP exam. I yeah. mean, it touches some side plate stuff that's more college-based, but the entire class is about the exam. I think that's one of the most benefiting things as opposed to, I mean, just any regular English class, you know how you're reading a book. Yeah. I mean, the book may not, I mean, it's not going to be like a whole AP exam on this one book, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like everything in calculus prepares you for the test. Whereas other classes don't necessarily do that. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's end off this wonderful podcast. Um, thank you, Clint, for our, all your thoughts. But let's end off with just one word to describe AP Calculus. If you could have one word to, to paint a whole picture for people to think about AP Calculus, what would it be? Rigorous. Rigorous. Okay, yes. yeah, good. It's a very challenging class, but it's, it's worth, it's worth uh-huh. the effort. Great. Well, that about concludes our podcast here on We the Students today. Thank you once again, Quinn, for being our guest speaker on AP Calculus. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Um, We hope you learned something new about AP Calculus and hopefully can consider taking it in the future. Um, If you do, just remember that you always have me or Quinn as a resource uh, if you ever want, like, tips. or Well, honestly, next year Quinn will be gone, so not necessarily, (laughs) but... At least I'll be here. And yeah, so other than that, thank you for joining us today and we'll see you soon.